Sometimes you might need a pick-me-up. I'll push in the right direction. Some words that help put you back on track. This is the Learn, Develop, Live podcast with your motivational moment. Welcome to the Learn, Develop, Live podcast. This is your motivational moment for this week. My name is still Chris Jags and I hope you are absolutely smashing your week to pieces. Whatever it is you're chasing, just keep going. Keep moving forward. This week, we have serial entrepreneur and the CEO and founder of Vayner Media, Gary Vaynerchuk. Now, Gary is a full-service digital agency servicing Fortune 500 clients across the company's five, yes, five locations. Gary is also a prolific public speaker, venture capitalist, and four-time New York Times best-selling author, with no doubt more to come. So enough from me. Here is Gary V. I'm a big fan of self-awareness. I think if you're listening to this show, this is actually a very good topic because I just have a good enough sense of who you are if you're listening to me on Donnie's show. Like you're in a pocket of interest, ambition, curiosities. I gotta tell you, self-awareness is a monster that isn't talked about enough. I had built this very large business, which is what gave me the luxury to be on Donnie's big show at the time for my dad, this wine business. I did it in a very contemporary way, email, website, and the YouTube show, which is really revolutionary at the time. And I started getting attention from Silicon Valley. I, I became an early investor in Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and really found myself deep in Silicon Valley Web 2.0. And I started having crazy life experiences, meeting Barack Obama and talking about social media, spending dinners with Mark Zuckerberg, like just real, I mean, like going from a liquor store in Springfield and like, you know, 24 months in these rooms that I'm in. And I remember not only being in the room, Donnie, but feeling, cause I would stay in a very narrow combo. It was communication, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we were talking about healthcare. Sure. We weren't talking about the solar system. We were talking about my game. And my marketing to build my dad's store, I built a $3 million, almost $4 million business to a $60 million business with no money on just finding every angle that was of the second. And the KPI was a business result, not a headline, not a not a metric, not a report, it was business. And I remember not only being in the room, but I remember feeling like the sharpest tool in the room. Yeah. And this were sharp tools. And so I just, I didn't go crazy, I didn't go egotistical, I didn't think I was anything special. I just had a really calm year with myself in 2009, 10 saying, okay, this is something, what am I gonna do about it? And I remember I leaned into another thing of mine, which is not as obvious given my energy, but I really from both of my parents and my upbringing have a level of humility and patience that's unique. And I said, you know what, I've got this talent, why don't I build a death, I'm a Star Wars guy. I'm gonna build a communications death star for myself. This is where you don't even know this part of the story. What's really unique about Vayner is I don't have a dream of selling it to a holding co with a huge earnout. You get offers all the time, don't you? All the time. Yeah, what's the, I, what's the multiples today? I mean, you know, I, I mean, the things I'm getting offered are crazy because they're multiple on revenue, not on EBITDA. They're giving so the multiples are, on, what's the multiple on revenue they're giving you now? I could probably get, you know, I, I've been offered something in the ballpark of five to seven on revenue versus <laughs> 12 to 18 on EBITDA. That's crazy. But what what I'm really focused on is I'm building this for myself. You know, yeah. Resi was a 
$200 million exit to Amex. Constellation bought Empathy 18 months in. I did something with K-Swiss sneakers that really worked. I sold $40 million worth of NFTs, Donnie, in three weeks. Gary, it's all about distractions. And, and in this country, there's so many distractions. And if, if kids aren't willing to, um, you know, buckle down and, and just focus in on, on, on really what they want, um, it's, it's just not gonna happen. And we need to be as parents, not to demonize distractions, right? Because we as a parent mm -hmm. in Long Island want them to be in the professional lacrosse league because we think Paul Ravel's amazing. Mm -hmm. What they actually love is actually comic books. And actually their destiny would have been to be a great comic book designer mm -hmm. or flipper. So we need to make sure that we quantify distractions. Are they distractions or are they actually, you see where I'm going? I got you. And yeah, I know yeah. you agree, that's why I'm jumping in. No, no, no. Or yeah, is that distraction actually, you know, because right, do you know how many first and second generation Asian, Indian, Eastern European uh, kids were actually destined to be the great artists of our time, but were yeah. boring doctors, lawyers, and engineers? Yeah. Because that music thing was a distraction, but what you were telling the next fucking Chance the Rapper was that that was a distraction and then she decided to become a lawyer. The, when I walk in New York City and I look at 40, 50, and 60 year olds and I just look at them, do you know in my mind, like in society, just walking, just walking, I always look at them like, I do this, this is weird, this is how I think. Man, I wonder if that person right there is actually the greatest music executive of all time, but their parents made them become an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. I literally walk that way. That was the great gift that my parents gave me. We were first generation immigrants. Every Russian kid had to be good at school. And if you were the biggest loser, you went to NYU, but really you should go to Harvard. I fucking went to Mount Ida College because a postcard came in the mail. Because I didn't, I was trying not to even go to college because I wanted to go into my dad's liquor store at 15. They didn't impose the way out on me. They allowed me, my mom, mm -hmm. and then my dad. You know, the great thing they did was they created accountability. You know, what, Dan, you, what you were referencing was accountability. My parents watched me. They saw that I was a shit student, which was an enigma for immigrants. They were all good students. <laughs> and, and they said, cool, you're a shit student? Guess what? Happy 14th birthday. From now on, every weekend, and every summer vacation, and every spring break, and every winter break, and every Columbus Day, and every Martin Luther King, you're going in the car with dad at 7 a.m. and you're gonna work, because guess what? You're not getting a piece of paper that's gonna give you a fluff job. You're a fucking loser student. You're gonna have to learn how to work. And in that accountability, they changed the trajectory of my happiness. Yeah. And there's a version of that in soccer, which is instead of trying to get your kid to not, your kid's showing you that they're not committed. And you're saying, oh, they're only 14, they don't know better. That's bullshit. They're fucking yeah, you're, you're ultimately You're ultimately yeah. robbing them of an opportunity to do something else. I, I mean, I think that a lot when you're, yeah. Correct. So whether that's what, yeah, let, Let's music, play this out because I can see it's whatever. resonating with you guys and it's a yeah. good picture to paint everybody. Your 14 year old who loves soccer and who's dominant, who's fast because your grandfather was fast one day. Yeah. And like, he has showing you that now he wants to be a rapper. And you're saying that he doesn't get it and he needs a little discipline, and he's just a kid. No, no, he's a human, he's showing you. Let me promise you, the 1% that makes it to the league never wavered. Like, like, yeah. like, like, you can't win. And then you're robbing, to your point, Dan, you're robbing them because maybe actually you thought that they're supposed to be Felix Joao, right, Joao Felix, right? Like, you're, like that's who the, you want them to be, and really who they're gonna be is P. Diddy. But <laughs> since you, blew out your knee 
you know, in junior high and couldn't make it. I mean, stop it. Start yeah. listening and stop imposing. Yeah, well said. And this, I mean, question. Quite, I, I, I do have a question. What What do you do? Where's kind of the balance? Uh, you know, if I think about kind of Angela Duckworth, uh, if you're familiar with her at all, and like this idea of grit and like getting your kid to kind of push through difficulty, because if they if they're not into soccer, let me promise, and they want to quit pro- soccer. Let me, prom- let me promise you what the most difficult thing a kid could go through at 14 in this scenario, and I appreciate where you're going with it. So either you make them push through, and hey, you started soccer, you finish it, you, you yeah. know, or you actually let them get real difficulty, which looks like this. Because when you make that kid do that, it's fake difficulty. All of a sudden, you're the entity that's pushing against them. Or you actually let them go difficult, which is they quit the soccer team, they try to be a rapper, they hang out with loser friends for six months, they get eight listens on SoundCloud, they lost their friends from soccer because now they're still in that click. Now they're in difficulty. Now grit actually kicks in because what you have to layer grit along with is merit. The mm-hmm. merit of consequences. The truth, back to your point, Dan. What, what, what is scary to me about grit, interpreted literally, is it leads to bad behavior from one man's point of view, I could be wrong, where you create a fake environment where you're the enemy as the parent and the whole thing is convoluted. I think having a kid who's a sco- as an athletic scholar who then takes a creative field or a cool thing or wants to smoke weed or whatever the fuck, I'm, un- and, and my employees, three of them are in the room right now, they know what I do. I don't micromanage my employees at all. I live my truth. I don't make them do shit. I just let them fail, analyze, and then I try to help when they're truly at rock bottom, if I can. You don't let your kid die of drug use. No, yeah. But you, but you absolutely, I think real perseverance and real grit is when they died on their own sword, you didn't allow them to use you as the excuse and you've suffocated excuses because now you're like, well, you chose to do that. You're, I thought you were gonna be gonna. I thought you were gonna be a big time rapper. Looks like the market said no. You have just had this vision and you understood the Gary B, Gary V brand, but you keep taking it to new places. And I, that to me has so impressed me. And, and what, because it's very easy. You build something and you stop and you go, this is great, but you keep kind of, you're on the cusp of every next thing. You just start your NFT business, your esports business. And that's, give me where the kind of vision to where it's like, you're you're always about tomorrow. And it, it's, it's always about what's next. And that's what drives Peter. That is right. Um, I think it comes from a couple things. One, one thing that I've realized about myself recently, unfortunately, I'm, ju- I'm glad I made it back on time. I had a, um, funeral I had to go to of an incredible woman by the name of Barbara Siegelman, who was, in essence, my dad's great aunt through marriage. And this was the family that when we came from the Soviet Union that really took us under their wing and Americanized us and helped us in a lot of ways. And, you know, I was just with my mom and dad and sister, us kind of core, you know, my brother has a young family, wasn't able to make it. And I was just thinking as I was looking at my folks, because that was kind of like the rich American family side of the family, mm-hmm. right? I, you know, I remember the first time I saw a car phone, like in the car was in a Jaguar that Barbara Siegelman had, right? right. And this is when like we were really lower middle class, da da da. And um, it was funny when you just asked that question, how I just put the two things that happened today together. 
I think the biggest thing that makes me keep going is how little I like the fruits of professional success from a financial standpoint to do things with it. I prefer the game. It's the process, not not the shit, not the stuff. That's it. I, I in, love in when a, you give in, speech. I love when you give speeches to young people. You talk about thank you. Stuff. Don't fucking tell me about what you're gonna buy or what you're gonna do. It's really big for me. Yeah. And honestly, I want to find a little bit of balance because there's people that genuinely love the craftsmanship of a great watch or or a, having a yacht or you know I don't want to demonize enjoyment. For me, enjoyment is having the means to go to every playoff game of the Knicks and Jets if I want to. So I. I have things I'm passionate about as well. But the real answer to your question is, it's more fun to me to, and I just am coming out of one, from February 12th to May 12th actually, I was going at it at a level that I probably hadn't gone at it in a while because I was building this NFT project Mm -hmm. while VaynerX and VaynerMedia are exploding. It is our era, it is our time. We're in the pre-dawn of our decade for sure. You know, we built a large company, but mm-hmm. now the world's really coming to our level and our style of advertising. And and I just, you know, and it was getting nicer out and New York and COVID's kind of like, you know, we all know what we're living through. And a lot of people were golfing and sailing and doing some stuff and I was happy. And I realized, my God, it is my hobby. My great hobby is innovating new things and my great talent is having intuition around new things. And, you know, it's turning out to create a unique career. And that was Gary V really describing how and why you should find that thing you're good at and just chase it down. Now, I really like the fact that Gary enjoys the chase rather than the end result, as that keeps him motivated and keeps him chasing his goals and finding even more once he's crushed the first ones. The video can be found on YouTube courtesy of the Gary Vaynerchuk fan page channel. You can find what looks to be hundreds of videos of the great man himself and definitely a channel well worth looking at. Now, if you're pumped up and ready to go, come and get yourself on my calendar to book your free 30 minute LDL power call. It is free after all. Let's get you moving in the right direction before you lose sight of it. Stop the pain you are suffering or delaying the project or big plan that you've got rolling around your head before it's too late to get yourself moving with it all. You have an opportunity to make something happen for yourself, so why would you let that slip away for another day? That is it from the episode. I hope you have a great day, and I'll be back tomorrow with more. Enjoy yourself, and I'll see you in the next one. The Learn, Develop, Live podcast. What have you done today to make yourself proud? Thanks for listening. You can find more motivational moments at learndeveloplive.com. And we'll be back to inspire you again tomorrow.